What's up, guys? It's the world champion, Judah Friedlander. You're listening to Greg and Sarah on Fun Employment Radio. Why? Because you're a hero. Yeah. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Funemploymentradio.com. I am going to find a sugar mama. That's my goal today. That is seriously what you're going to do. That term, is that, that term it kind of weirds me out even when I'm saying it. Yeah, I've never actually heard you say mama Yeah, before. I know. That kind of grossed me out, actually. I Why did really you like, say that, I don't then? like that I just did it. I wanted to test the waters. What should I call them, though? Well, that's probably what you're supposed to call them. You should say it again. No, no, I don't want to say, say it, it again. again. No, I don't want to say it again now. I, I regret doing that. I kind of wish we could start all well, over Well, then again. how will they know that you're looking for them if you don't call them that? <sighs> no, because I have to pretend like I'm just looking for love. In all the right places? Yes. Okay. Their pocketbook. Hello, mm-hmm. this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Pocket Pocketbook? Gibbler. Who are you? I don't even know I who you are right now. I have to start getting used to talking to old ladies. Let, let, me, let, me, let me intro the show. Hello, this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. We greatly appreciate it. Of course, it's Friday, November 13th. Friday the 13th, Sarah. It is Friday the 13th. I didn't realize that. Here in Portland, Oregon, where we broadcast five days a week. And don't forget, if you're picking up things for the holiday season, to go to Fun unemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link if you're buying online because it's one extra click and it helps us out. It'd be awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. See, yes. I'm working on my smooth lover man voice. One extra but click. So all you have to do is open your pocketbook and do that one extra mm-hmm. click. Yep. Yep. Get that change If you're somebody's sugar mama. Uh, so uh, coming up here on the show in just a little bit, we're going to be joined by Phil Palisol, a comedian who's going to be at Helium Comedy Club uh, this weekend. So he'll be coming on. Of course, it's Friday. We've got science facts. Oh, dear. We've got to dispense some knowledge to all the people. We've got tons of stuff to get to. But uh, to, to talk about this, so Sarah and I, and along with a bunch of our friends, are going over to the Oregon coast this weekend. I am so excited because, as you know, uh, if you've listened to the show for a significant amount of time, usually around this time of the year, we all will end up going to Vegas because it's super cheap to go to Vegas during you know the off season. Yes. Because nobody really wants to go to Las Vegas when you can't really go outside because it's freezing. Yeah. Uh, however, we decided not to do that this year and instead we're going to Mini Vegas, a.k.a. Lincoln City. Yeah, I wouldn't Vegas call it. Vegas on the beach. <laughs> I wouldn't quite call it Mini Vegas, but <laughs> there is. So so where we're going to be going, There's a, it's a big giant house, so there's a bunch of us that are going to be staying over there. But also, there is a one of the uh, casinos mm-hmm. in Lincoln City yes. called Chinook Winds, and it is full of rich old ladies. All right. And so this you... is my thing. This is what I'm so excited about. Okay, so I why are you so excited? So we started off the show with you saying that you're looking for a sugar mama. This is what yeah, this, is what yeah, this weekend. Yeah, saying that word. Now, now I don't like calling them sugar mamas. Okay, because this is what this weekend is about for you. Yeah. You're going to go there, yeah. find a rich old lady. How yeah, do you hang out with even... friends, all that, blah, blah, blah. No, blah, I'm blah, looking, blah, whatever. Yeah, I'm looking to find a rich old lady. You won't see me for the entire weekend. Okay. Because I'll be out there hanging out. And I've got to I've work, though, some magic. So here's what I'm thinking I'm going to do, because I have to be the single, uh, single gentleman, younger gentleman hanging out there you know, by myself. And then I'll be, I'll be sitting at the bar, and I'll be... Uh, talking to all of them, so they get used to seeing me there, and they're then they're intrigued because they're like, "Oh, who's that dapper gentleman over there?" Oh, I'm just gonna wheel myself on over and talk to him, and then I'll I'll be, "Oh my god!" In what way would beautiful. you look dapper? I'm sorry, I, I, I've known you for a while. What what in your wardrobe will accompany you to this bar to make you look like a dapper young gentleman? Well, I'll dress up a at little bit. At what bar are you going to? The casino bar? Is that yeah. what you're talking? Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go to the casino bar. You're talking about the place that's not so much a bar as it is just like a place where you walk up and get your beer. 
Yeah, but so see, I'll be hanging. But I'll okay. be hanging out around there, and there'll there'll be all of the older ladies will be intrigued. And the key to this to uh, to properly be, you know, get get the sugar mamas or a gigolo. I suppose that's that's what it would be. And so uh, the proper way to do it though is you have to pit them against each other. So there's one of them. I'll pick out whichever one seems to be the richest out of the group, and I'll start flirting with her a you know lot. How, you know and what? And then when she goes to the bathroom, I'll start flirting with the other one, and then I'll get get her and be like, oh, I don't know what's what's wrong with Sally. I mean, she just seems so lonely. You. On the other hand, what a magnificent creature you are. Don't call and people I'll, creatures. And then I'll start flirting with that one, and then she'll come back, and then I'll talk to Sally a little bit more. Before you know it, they're pitting themselves against each other over my affections, and then I'm just going to have them like rolling out their pocketbooks and just giving money to Greg, giving money to Greg over and over, and boom, I'm rich. That's kind of my plan. This is the way it works in this your is, mind. This is the plan I have worked out. I think it's going to work pretty well. All right, so that's what. So when we get to Lincoln City later on tonight, you are going straight to the casino, finding your sugar mamas. Yeah. Can I give you a hint as to what kind of sugar mamas you're supposed to look for? Sure. Yes. You need to look for well taken care of nails, fingernails. Nails. Okay. Fingernails are very important to the cougar kind. Okay. To cougar. Well, these aren't cougar even ladies. cougars. I'm looking for the older ones, the ones with. What's lots older of money. than a cougar? That way they're not uh, you know, necessarily interested in any uh, funny business. They just want my, my companionship. And Wait, so you're saying you don't want to stop them? You just want to... No, I don't. No, okay. I really don't. Okay. No, no. No, uh, what I'm saying for is if you're looking at some ladies, if you're sitting at the casino bar by yourself, which is really sad, but whatever, I'll be having fun with our no, friends. No, because I'm a gentleman on, on my leisurely vacation. I'm saying, Greg, look for the nails. I'm in look- town for business. What business? I'm a mysterious business What's man. your business? I'm a gold tycoon. No, I don't, can't have... you're not good at being a tycoon. Do something believable. Okay, maybe I... Well, no, see, but if I say I'm a tycoon... The, here, I'm, I'm trying to workshop this right now. If I say I'm a tycoon, then that implies that I'm rich, but then I'll say, um, will that still get them to buy me things, though? Do I have to say that I'm, I'm poor? I'm a starving artist. I'm a starving artist. Yes, because so many people are, you know, clamoring to give you money right now I'm as the artist. starving artist you actually are. I'm an artist of the mind. <laughs> okay. Yes, and then I'll woo them with this talk, and I'll talk about how beautiful they are. I'd like to paint a picture of you. And I'll, I'll, That's creepy. I'll get them in that mind frame that, you know, they'd be... They'd then you'd be, have to actually, like, draw them a sketch or something. Can you sketch? Sure. All right. Well, no, not yeah. really. But yeah. I can, but I can have my sketchbook there. They won't actually look at it. Well, plus, I mean, they're really old, so their eyesight's not going to be that good. So that I can, I can kind of sketch it, and they won't know the difference. You can just and print then, off some like black and white drawings on your printer at home, and then put them into a notebook, and then show them to them. Yeah, and then pretend like they're your drawings. Uh, Alex is in the live chat from slash live and said that. Uh, she doesn't think tycoons call themselves tycoons. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's good. Also, um, uh. Keelan's in the chat and said that I'm a horrible person. But no, I'm providing them a service. It's What's your service? Just stealing their money from them? I'm not stealing. I'm providing companionship. And in turn, see, I have what they want, which is a, you know, a dapper gentleman Greg's to escort them around. dancing in his chair right now, a trying dap- to a dapper, demonstrate how dapper he is. A dapper, starving artist, a learned man of the world. And then they have a whole bunch of money. And so, you know, it's really just a, it's, it's kind of an understood thing. So what were you giving these, uh, these older than cougars? And, you know, what are you reciprocating to them? That's it. That's a companionship. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what I'm thinking for is if you're looking for, you know, uh, ladies who are looking for a good time, definitely look for the nails. If they have long nails, you know, like press-on-y ones or like long acrylic nails. Like if they take care of their nails. Okay. That means that they're out looking for something. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. And lots see- of baubles. So you need to look at lots of jewelry. Okay. If you see lots of earrings, like these, you know, earrings, necklaces. Lots of dangly earrings and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, you can't really assess the clothing at a casino because I'm assuming there'll be a lot of sweatpants. 
There'll probably right, be a yeah. lot of sweatpants. But probably. what I'm saying is like the bobbles are the things you pay attention to. You need to pay attention to if makeup has been applied. Okay. You need to pay attention to if the nails are done. Okay. Hair is done. All right. Yes. Okay. You've got to look at these things. Well, and then I can be their good luck charm too at the uh, at the slot machine. Because that's the other thing I'll do. I'll probably pace around the slot machine and wait till I see one of them winning really big. And then I'll just kind of sidle up right next to her and then keep complimenting her on how good she's doing. And then I'll compliment her nails, which thank you for that tip. No problem. I'll talk about the nails. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, bam! Well, because a lot of those it's casino cougars, they spend a lot of time, you know, at the casino pushing buttons and stuff, and they like to have something to look at. So they have their nice little press. Mm-hmm. And by nice, I mean you know whatever. Their little press on nails. Okay. And they like to look at them when they touch the flashing light screen. So it's like, oop, those am I going to win this time? Really bring out the color in your eyes. I know which machine you could go to too, because I mm-hmm. saw a woman, an old, old, older woman, uh-huh. which I'm assuming is what you're looking for. Yeah. Who fits your exact uh, what you're looking for? Really. Last time I was in Lincoln City, I saw her blow. I shit you not, over $1,000 in about five minutes. That is the exact it was about kind six, of woman I think I'm it was about $1,600. Like, she was sitting there, and you know where it was? You know where you should go, Greg? Where? You're welcome for this. Yeah. You're welcome. The Sex in the City machines. Sex in the City machines. Sex okay. in the City machines. I saw this older woman okay. woman blow $1,600 in uh-huh. five minutes. That's the kind of lady I'm looking for. She's and she some- didn't even bat an eye. Like we had walked by there, and like, uh, like I was with a couple of my girlfriends, and we had made like some conversation, like, "Oh, you're doing great." Oh, well, came back a few minutes later, down to like twenty dollars. See, and I'm not, I'm not looking to rob them blind. I'm just saying, if they have that much extra cash, well, old Greg could use a little part of that. So, so I'll have to uh, figure out a way. Now, if they're playing the Sex in the City machine, you know, I could tell, I could uh, tell them my whimsical stories of New York as an artist when I was there. Tell me, tell on me one streets. of your whimsical artists of New York stories. I remember I was on the subway off of the. A train and there, that isn't there thing. I was looking across across the aisles and I saw beauty but to everyone else around they just saw something old and gross this older woman had fallen down but to me I thought this is this is something magical this is a woman who has lived life she's to the fullest it. you gotta say to the to fullest. the fullest and this is a beautiful thing oh I love the elderly all right yes don't Archer. say elderly <laughs> No woman is going to want to give you money if you call her elderly. Oh. That's not what I'm supposed to do? Yes, yeah. Okay, so I shouldn't call her elderly. No, you probably okay. shouldn't call her elderly. A young spry woman like yourself wouldn't understand. Age is not a number. Yes, okay. No, you need to do a whole bunch of like... Um, yeah, look, age is not a number. Got to uh-huh. say, like, how, what a full, a rich life she's led. Uh-huh. And you can say you're rich with experience, although not with money. Yeah. And you're just looking okay. for a companion All right. to get you through these long, dark days. Okay. Yes. Yes. These long, dark days of my tortured artist mm-hmm. lifestyle. Yes. Where I'm just trying to find the magic in life. Okay. So this is yes. what you're going to do while but sitting at a casino bar in Lincoln City. Perhaps I was spurned by a younger lover at some point in my life. And now I'm, I'm looking for someone who's... Don't call people lovers. Yeah. Well, actually, that's a... So it's being pointed out that it isn't when a uh, 60 plus, that's not a cougar anymore. It's like a lioness. So you're going for lionesses. That's what they're called? Sure. Okay. Did you just make that up? No, someone... I saw it in the chat, so therefore it's totally true. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, Keelan's saying I will pick the one woman that spent all of her adult life in New York City. Uh, that's okay, though. I yeah. can fake it. Yeah. I was at Prospect Park. That's where I usually set up and... And draw and observe the world around me. You're talking See, really creepy. Yeah, no, but but they'll like it though. Yeah, they'll they'll totally like it. Yeah, I think this will work out pretty good. For Greg, me. I think you should probably pretend to be something that you have an inkling about. Why don't you say that you're I don't know 
a struggling actor. You can talk about that kind of stuff. You yeah. don't have to make up a fake art career. Remember Bob from the lottery commercial last year? <laughs> yeah, that was me. Um, Why don't you just wear a, a kooky holiday sweater and just wander around and huh? see if people recognize, recognize you? Recognize this, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, that would work if it was airing this year, but that was last year. That's true. No, my time is gone with the uh, lottery the lottery recognition. I'm just waiting for my day in the sun where I'm sweaty extra number three in Portlandia next oh, season. Oh, yeah, there no. you go. Can't wait for that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a real big one. That'll be your time. But I digress. Okay, well, maybe, you know, since uh, since Tuggy's going to be there as well, maybe he can help give you some tips on how to uh, how to talk to the ladies. No, no, no. I'm you don't not want going... him to take any of your glory? Yeah, I don't want him messing up what I have going on. <laughs> he'll, he'll do his own thing. He, we're not, see, I'm going after them for money. He's already got that, so he's not going after that. See, I, I'm. I just want. I just need a little little taste. You're just trying to steal their grandchildren's inheritance. That's no, all you're trying I don't to want do. To, I'm not taking it all. This isn't like dirty rotten scoundrels. I'm not trying to ruin. I'm just saying, you know, a couple hundred bucks would be awesome. That's that's really what. I'm are you gonna ask? Low. Are you gonna I'm, say? I'm shooting low. Are you gonna say, sugar mama? Yeah. Can you give me? Can you give me a little gambling? Can you give me some cheese to gamble with? No, I'm not gonna say it like that. You got to. You got to do old timey talk. Just give us some cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Just say, can I have some scratch? You're a real fancy broad, you know. Mm-hmm. No, she's not. Don't call her a broad. Don't call her a broad. From their time, that's uh, that's an offensive term. Oh, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what do I call them? You call her an elegant lady. Real, no, not elegant. Real, elegant real hot also. Item. You're no, a real hot item. Hot ticket. Uh, you're she's a, a real hot, hot ticket. ticket. Ma'am, you're a hot ticket. Ooh, tell her she's hotter than the hot plates at the buffet. Oh, oh they do like the <gasps> buffet. You should go to the buffet. That's what you should be doing. Just hang out in the buffet by myself. Yeah. For hours. Oh, I don't know. I don't know because look, like you guys can like maybe accidentally bump, you know, wrinkled elbow tell you what, to it's your a real windy one out there. Do I have <laughs> her, to talk like that? Her gentle wrinkled elbow will graze upon your dirty sweatshirt, and it will be love. You, your eyes will lock over the, you know, half heated salmon cakes. It's yeah. going to be magic. I was watching old Groucho Marx on the talking box the other day. Boy, was he hoot! And talk like that. Yeah, I think that that's probably how it is. Oh, Boy, God. you're a real hot ticket. I tell you what. I tell you what. Now you just kind of seem like you have Tourette's, <laughs> oh. like old-timey Tourette's. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. i tell you what, ma'am. You're looking mighty fine today. Okay, so that's what you're going to be doing this yeah. weekend. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going to be trying to find a sugar mama. That's pretty, that's pretty much what I'm going to be doing. Do you think that I'll be able to find a... a well, I don't. I think there are more men at the Lincoln C- or women at the Lincoln City Casino than men. Oh yeah, men. no, this is my kind of territory. That is your territory. Yeah, I think good. Good luck for you. All right. Well, then you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to focus on having fun with my friends. So oh, yeah, you have fun that. hanging out with all the old people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> have a great time with that. Yeah, come back rolling in the dough. You'll feel sorry for yourself. Well, then. what I'm looking forward to too is watching you try to do this and just being able to fuck with you. What do you mean? Oh, Why would if you you're up there, up thing? if you're up there, like talking to some old ladies, I'm going to pretend like, uh, oh, I think I have like a fake wedding ring. I'm running my game, running my scam. I'll be like, what are you doing here? You told me that you were waiting at the hotel for me. I thought you'd still be there. Oh, Greg sneezing. So I can be- pretend to be the scorned wife. No, why would I want that? Because it'll fuck up your game and it would be fun. Yeah, don't mess all that up for me. <laughs> what are you? You're just gonna swoop in right when I'm about ready to get the get the big cheese, and then you're gonna you're gonna mess up my game. Why? Because that's fun for me. It's just everyone's spike. trying to find their fun thing to do this weekend. Mine's going to be ruining your lioness hunting. Uh, well, by the way, I will already be in with the lionesses at that point, and we will have you removed because oh. they're in good with the uh, management. I'm sure they have the little like zip tie things mm-hmm. that they can pull out their their players' yeah. cards. 
Woods. Coyote Club. Or whatever yep. it is. Yeah. Yeah, they'll have their little little cards there. They could even buy you snacks with those cards, you know. I want snacks. Yeah, if you rack up enough points, then they give you then the points become like actual money that you can use in the casino and you can buy like a snack or like a a wolf lamp. Boy, I tell you what, some of them strips of chicken sure look good. You know, and then I'll bring up that and then they'll order me chicken strips. Boom. Right there. Lunch is paid for. Done. This is how it's gonna work. I'm not spending a dime on food the entire weekend. Oh, I will give you a hundred American dollars if you don't spend a dime on food this weekend. Really? If I can, if I can make my no, way because through. no, actually, fuck that. Because then you're just going to be stealing my food and everybody else's food, and then it's going to be the said. burden of everybody that everyone has to bear. Like, well, oh, Greg's stealing the food again. This is a little <laughs> awkward because we brought that food for ourselves. Yeah, but you just said if I can, if I can go away, with, if I can go about it without spending a dime on food this weekend, you're going to give me a hundred dollars. I could use a hundred bucks, and on top of that, I'm going to have the old lady's money, but I'll take yours too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Boy, I tell you what, some of them tot taters look good. See, that's how it's old timey. You have to reverse things around. You say it a little bit different. Tot taters? Yeah, tot taters. Strips of chicken. That's how old people talk. These are things that I've learned that I picked up when I'm okay around the block. All right. Does this make me a grifter? No, grifters are uh, are the ones that perform on the street, right? No, that's a um, crap. I can't remember what they're called. Okay. Are you a drifter? No. Is that you're talking about? Grifter. Grifter is a different kind of thing. Grifter, I think, is like a street performer. Oh, like a busker? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. What's a busker? Maybe it is. Perhaps we shouldn't be talking about this because we don't know what we're talking about. Okay, that's true. Um, but yeah, I think this is uh, this is really going to work out pretty good for me. Okay. Well, speaking of feeling old, I needed to ask you something because I've seen this this year, and I have no idea what this is. And I feel like a. I feel like it didn't exist just like when like that term selfie we were talking about. Like one day it didn't exist, and then all of a sudden it was everywhere. Okay. What the fuck is Elf on the Shelf? What is Elf on the Shelf? Are you seeing this everywhere? I'm unfamiliar with what you're talking it about. Is a, it is a thing where basically where parents take this little plastic toy elf and pretend like it's watching over their children. And for like the entire month of December or something, they move the elf into different places. And like the elf is supposedly watching the children to make sure that they're good or bad. But the parents are like moving the elf every day. What? It's weird. Wait, let me see. So I looked this. So here's the definition. It says, all right, so I guess it was a children's book written and self-published by an American author featuring Christmas-themed tale. All right, so the elf's main priority around the household is to keep watch over the children's behavior during the day and return to the North Pole overnight to report their behavior to Santa Claus. So I've just been seeing this everywhere. So it's a narc? Yeah, it's like a, a little plastic elf toy, and I guess parents take it and like it writes messages, or like sometimes it's like, oh, it got into the cereal box, and people move it every day. Okay, I after looking this up, I have seen people posting pictures of this elf. I had no idea that was a whole thing. I'm also behind the times on a lot of things. I still don't understand what the uh, little image, the little uh, image things are that people post, like the fake comic thing. I don't get that either. But uh, all right, so elf on a shelf. I, okay, I looked it up here on the image search, and it's basically a bunch of pictures of people taking the elf, and there's one where it's uh, having sex with a Ken doll. Oh, there um, you go. See, because see, I, I'm, when I was looking through a bunch of stories, like news stories for today when I was trying to find stuff, a majority of the stories were all about concerned parents, and Elf on the Shelf is popular despite parents' uh, despite parental concerns. Okay. So I don't know exactly what this thing is, but it's everywhere, and okay. I have never heard of this before, and apparently it, people have been doing this for years. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm sorry, I don't have any answers. You don't have any for answers for me? I don't have any answers for you. Uh, is this something that you want? Are you upset that you were not included in this, in knowing what an No, I'm just is? confused as to what it is. I mean, I guess, 
It's an elf that you move around. I mean, that all right. I guess that makes sense. It seems I, it seems like there's a big uproar about it. So I wanted to know okay. if you knew anything. about I'm sorry. Stuff. I'm behind the times. Wow, with Greg. This. You know what? Because I'm concentrated on old timey things. You know, I'll be. Uh, what's uh, what was the what was the puppet that was famous back in the? Uh, let me see here. Puppet from the fifties. You're seriously looking up puppet from the fifties? Yeah. See, I have to. I really need an education here. We, you should look up. Uh, maybe you can help me with popular Christmas things from the fifties, and that way I can uh, I can start to learn these kinds of things because these these are these are important things that I need to understand if I'm going to be you know grifting or talking to the to the older people. And again, I'm not stealing all of their money. That's not what I'm. That's not what I'm trying to do. Uh, howdy doody. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you can't pretend to be like you're sixty. Like you don't look, you don't look like you're seventy. But I'm a fan of their time. See, nowadays my generation, they just don't understand the finer things in life. Like howdy doody, what a good time that was. Yeah. See, and then I'll talk to them like that, and then that'll trigger these memories of the suave gentlemen that they knew back in their day. Ergo, be me now. Don't say ergo. And then I shall be, I shall be uh, rolling in the dough, as they say. I'm looking up old-timey Christmas things. I really don't know what why I did that. I have no idea. Oh, discover the top 100 toys from the 50s. Maybe you could talk about okay. toys that you liked back then. Okay. All right. All right. It's all tops and soldiers. See, Carrie in the live chat is saying it's it's pronounced ergo, but not back then. It was pr- pronounced ergo, and that's just a fact. So that's how that is. Okay. See, this is why it would work for me, not for anyone else. Well, anyway, that's ergo. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's how, that's how I think this is going to work. Maybe we should get an elf on a shelf for in here. No, and we can move it so. around every day. I don't day. really don't understand. And then it exactly can write messages about how it hates you. Oh, we already kind of have one of those. It's Sharky. <laughs> yeah, isn't that neat? <laughs> isn't neat. that wonderful for everyone? All right. Well, um, I know we do have our uh, our guest who's going to be joining us here in a bit. We got a lot of stuff to get to. Should we do a little bit of ball talk? Oh yes, I know because people were said that you they didn't get any ball talk yesterday. I saw oh. that sad email. So I mean, do so I you've have been saving. Have you been storing up your balls for? Oh, them? I've got some balls for him now. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. Is that First your old-timey ball talk? Oh God! Breaking news: Lance Armstrong, disgraced cyclist, back in the news again. Should I just should that be my new thing? Do it. Is that how I, that how I talk now? Do it. I don't know if I can carry it on for all this. Well, then you're not up to the challenge of this weekend. <sighs> disgraced dopa, Lance Armstrong. Back of the news, because not only was he doping the entire time, apparently during the Tour de France, over there on the old country, he was apparently doing it over here, years ago, and back in 1993. You're losing it. Keep it going. Lance Armstrong was in a race for a million dollars. That's a lot of clams. However, he did win the race, but... Apparently, there were shenanigans afoot. Italian racer, Roberto Gagaloli, said that, hey, wait a minute, I remember that race. And I remember Lance Armstrong handed me a cake. But inside that cake box was $100,000. Oh, my goodness. Apparently, Lance Armstrong gave him a box. <laughs> it was a cake box uh, before the race with a hundred grand in it, saying that if he threw the race, you know, he could keep the money. So this Italian guy took the money, 
um, because the winner of the race got a million dollars, but anything after that would only get $25,000. Okay. So I'm not understanding it, and you're not old-timey voice. 25,000 clams was the top prize for second place. But Lance Armstrong gave him 100,000 of them. 100,000 shells. He handed him a cake box full of 100 grand and, okay. and convinced him to throw the race. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. And then Lance Armstrong won a million dollars. Roberto Gagaloli. Didn't like them Italians too much back in the Oh my God, just make the right story right end. <laughs> my cousin's an Italian. All right, moving on to ball talk. <laughs> uh, it's a potpourri of balls. It's a smattering that okay. we have going on here. Okay. So, um, Russell Wilson, famed quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks, has just been drafted. Now, you might ask, what has he been drafted? And he has been drafted by the Texas Rangers of Major League Baseball. So, Russell Wilson was a quarterback in college at uh, University of Wisconsin and North Carolina State. And then he ended up, he also played a little bit of minor league baseball. Uh, He had a brief stint with the Tri-City Dust Devils of the Colorado Rockies minor league team before um, before joining the Seahawks in 2012. While the Texas Rangers decided they wanted his draft rights. So, essentially, they paid... It's this supplemental draft that they have. They paid the Colorado Rockies twelve grand, and now they own the rights to Russell Wilson should he ever decide to go back into the major into Major League Baseball. Okay. You know, if he decides to do like a Bo Jackson type thing, which he cannot do because there is no equal to Bo Jackson ever. Bo Jackson is a hero among men. Because there will never be right another Bo Jackson. It's just not going to happen. But that's what I saw people posting about. They're like, oh, he can be like Bo Jackson. No, because there is no other one like Bo Jackson. I know Bo. And there's only one. Is this your old people talk? Or? Uh, it's old people for people who grew up in the 90s, yeah. That's, that's oh, kind of okay. what it is. Yeah. Oh, so, oh, okay. I thought you were playing a part. You're actually just, all right. You're actually just passionate about it. Yeah, no, Bo Jackson was awesome. And this man is no Bo Jackson. That's all I have to say. Uh, moving on to ball talk. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. Sounds like Dwight Howard has a bit of a sweet tooth. Oh, stop. <laughs> all right, so Dwight Howard of the Houston Rockets, of course, the center for them. Um, it's just coming out now that he had a... Uh, he had to work with a physician last year when he was with the Los Angeles Lakers. And they had to drastically change his diet because apparently he was eating so much candy and drinking so much soda that he was diagnosed as somebody with pre-diabetes, meaning you're at risk for diabetes. This is a professional athlete who had this. Okay. He was eating the equivalent of 24 Hershey bars a day. What? That's how much he was eating. That's how much candy he was taking in, how much sugar he was taking in. 24 Hershey bars a day. And they were they had serious concerns about his diet and about uh, his fitness uh, going forward, of whether or not he would, he would end up um, developing diabetes, basically, because he was slamming candy all the time. Yeah. yeah. Don't, you can be slamming candy. Slamming yeah. candy, yo. Slamming candy. 24 Hershey bars a day. Dwight Howard. That's a lot. I'll challenge you to eat 24 Hershey bars in one day. I won't. Well, anyway, he has since curbed his diet and is now uh, eating a little bit better. Moving on to ball talk. <laughs> Only 12 a yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, moving on to ball talk. <laughs> Tom Chambers, former NBA star and current Phoenix Suns broadcaster, was arrested for a DUI over this last weekend. I hadn't had a chance to talk about this. So he's, he's the broadcaster for the Phoenix Suns. 
arrested for a DUI, and uh, reports are coming out from the, well, this is actually the police report of what Tom Chambers had to say while he was being arrested. So he got pulled over, and when asked to perform a sobriety test, verbatim is what they're quoting, he said, I can't even do the nose thingy bobber sober. <laughs> I can't even do the nose thingy bobber sober. Thingy bobber. Of course, the officer said, well, he kind of need to do that. He apparently had two empty bottles of beer were found uh, in the car. And then Tom Chambers tried to tried to pull a, do you know who I am? Stint. That didn't actually work out too good for him. And he also said, I know your boss. And then said, after all I do for Scottsdale PD. He, he pulled out all the stops. He did. Yeah. Gotta respect that. Yep. I can't even do that no stinging my bobber sober. <laughs> you know who I am. He tried to pull all that. It did not work for him. He was arrested for drunk driving. That happened to Tom Chambers. It sure did. Um, all right, we'll we'll skip this because I know I know we've got a lot of stuff to get to. We'll just go to this story. This is the this is the story I wanted to play yesterday, just because I find it hilarious, and I have no idea if anyone okay. else will or not. But it has to do with a German soccer match, and or actually German announcers, German announcers uh, announcing a soccer match, and it's just the enthusiasm that these gentlemen have it shows that sports are a worldwide phenomenon. And people get excited no matter where you are. Okay. Auf der linken Seite. Mikitarian. Aber wird auch gestellt. Kann sich aber durchsetzen. Zieht in den 16er. Mikitarian in die Mitte. Ablegen. Schuss von Kevin Großkreuz. Der ist drin. Der ist drin. Ja, ja, ja. Kevin Großkreuz. Danke, Kevin. Danke, Kevin. Ja, ab in die Kurve. Danke, Kevin. Danke, Dortmund. Danke, Fußball. Oh, komm jetzt. Wie ist der denn da reingestolpert? Das ist mir sowas von scheißegal. Schuss von Kevin, der rutscht dabei noch weg. That's awesome. These Germans getting excited. It almost sounds like, I mean, you could really take that audio and put that over anything. Germany. I mean, that could be, I could see like a German porn having that kind of soundtrack. Wow, Greg, you just went there. Okay. I did. I did. And yes, as it's being noted in the chat, German screaming is unsettling. It, it really is, is unsettling. Yeah. And I'm German. It's still unsettling. There we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Unsettling Germans. <laughs> unsettling Germans by an unsettling German. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> what? What's the big idea? Oh, no. Stop. We had a problems with the Germans back in 43, but I tell you what, they're all solved now. Good economy they got going there. Mm-hmm. See, with things like that, I think those those are ty- the types of things that I need to be doing. Okay. I need to be working on. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right, Greg. Yes. Pay attention so you have things to talk about with the old ladies today. I was pretty impressed by this first story. First up, out of Oklahoma. A naked, disoriented man was found wandering through an icy, remote section of Oklahoma last night. Uh, His name is Zachary Adders. 
He had set off on a 26-mile hike through the frozen landscape to, quote, go and see a woman. But along the way, he got lost, fell through an iced-over pond, and survived the freezing temperatures of Oklahoma by taking his guitar out of his guitar case, stripping off his clothes, and sleeping inside of his guitar case. I don't know how tiny he was. Must be a pretty small Must be pretty small. I think he's like Greg Miller size. When he was finally found, he was clad only in boxer shorts because the other clothing was frozen solid. Uh, They only noticed him when he popped his head out of his guitar case. Uh, He survived temperatures dropping to 10 degrees. So uh, apparently after stumbling around lost, he started calling for help outside of his guitar case and was heard by a man who lived in a house nearby. So he was able to get him to safety and he survived. Okay, I'm going to adopt that story when I'm talking to the old ladies. That'll be one of my stories of survival on the road when I was an artist. That I once had to sleep in a guitar case to survive the cold winter. Sacrifice I made for the beauty in life. Yeah, okay, that, I'm, okay. I'll, I'm, I'm going to adopt that one in. You can use this one, too. Out of Sanford, Florida, police have arrested a man for exposing himself inside of a local department store while following around a customer. Well. It was caught on video inside of the Beals store in Sanford, Florida. From the start of the security video, it's very obvious the man in the video does not want to get caught doing something very wrong. He's seen looking about. Greg, you should practice looking around to make sure nobody's watching you. No, no, I'm, I'm not going to be that guy. He then lowered his hand and <laughs> began hiding behind a rack of clothes. As the video continues, a woman walks past unaware of what he's doing. Then he oh. steps into view of camera, and then it becomes obvious what is going on. Do you, yes. do you ever wonder how many times you've been like out shopping in public spaces where somebody's secretly been masturbating right next to you? It's probably no, happened. Thanks for that. It's probably happened more than you know. Because I mean, how often do these guys get caught? These public whackers. You know, you know there are more of them out there. That's true, and a lot of people don't report it because even as I'm looking at this story, so this man was arrested, the Florida man, uh, Dwight Eddington. He was arrested for indecent exposure after the store security guard told authorities that he uh, was following around a customer inside the store while touching himself. So other shoppers, I guess, noticed this guy. And just did but nothing didn't about it. report it. But didn't report it. Uh, so when uh, other shoppers were questioned if they had seen the man, then they were like, "Yeah, it was pretty disgusting." But nobody else reported it. They, they just kind of let him go anybody. along his way. See, this is what I'm saying. It probably happens all the time. You've probably been very near someone doing this. Yes. Well, uh, Eddington, after he was released from jail, had nothing to say to uh, news stations, and they found him at his home. Uh, but to police. For his quote, he denied touching himself and said, quote, he had an itch and had to expose himself in order to scratch it. That's always their excuse. Mm -hmm. That is real itchy. So I have to whip out my penis in public (laughs) because it's just too itchy. I don't know. You should think about that next time you're at the store or at the mall walking around. One of them. I would say one in 20 probably people at the mall are probably... That's what you think. Masturbated. That's yeah. what you think. Yeah, that's from one in twenty people. From, my, from what I've learned from World of Crazy, yeah, I would say probably one in twenty at the mall. So next time you're at the mall, are you one you are, of those twenty? No, not me. That's just—it's a very odd number that you settled on. It's just—it's very no, specific. I am not. I am not. I, I can guarantee you. But I'm just aware. I'm trying to spread knowledge here. I'm trying to help people out. So I'm just saying, Sarah. Watch out. And so you specifically out there, know that one in 20 people are playing with Anybody else out there, when you're at the mall, I'm just warning you right now, one in 20, it's probably... Take a look at what they're doing there around the uh, around the shirt rack. You're spending an awful lot of time in there trying on pants. Well, from a Florida masturbation story, 
to a Florida masturbation story. A former library employee at Florida Atlantic University is accused of... Craig, I have a question for you about this, because this is something that I was not aware of about public bathrooms and libraries. So a former library employee at Florida uh, Atlantic University is accused of secretly filming students masturbating in the campus bathroom than uploading the videos to porn websites. Is this something that happens... Okay, so let me understand this. So it's the public bathroom at the university. At the university, university, at Florida Atlantic University. At Florida Atlantic University. So there's a public bathroom, and there's like a scourge of people masturbating. There's a scourge. That's what I was going to ask. Like, I didn't know that. Is that something that like happened at your school where people would go to the college (laughs) library bathroom and do their thing? If that happened, I am unaware of it. I know I, I. would only use the shower at the fraternity when no one else was using it, but and I would, oh yeah, it kind of grossed Wait, me out. Wait, what? It just kind of grossed me out. I didn't, I didn't. Wait, like are you talking shower. about you would use the shower? No, not for me. <laughs> oh, that's not how I meant that's that. No, 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 no. That's not what I meant. <laughs> no, what I meant was I didn't want to be. Oh God, this came out all wrong. That came out. <laughs> No. I would only use the shower in the fraternity when no one else was there. We're going to cut that out. No. What I mean is I I am unaware of anyone doing that. I was like, wow, that's a real honest moment that you're having right now. No, I was not. For the record, since now I feel like I have to do it, I was not masturbating in the fraternity shower. There we go. It's out there. I'm going on record for saying that. Well, this guy's name is Seth Thompson, and apparently at Florida Atlantic University, this happens quite a bit, because Seth Thompson, 40 years young, has been arrested and charged with 13 counts. So he got this 13 times. Uh, 13 counts of video voyeurism, as well as other charges related to uploading the videos. So uh, Seth Thompson stated to the police that he initially began recording the videos after seeing similar videos online, which again lends credence to the fact that there are videos online of people masturbating in university library bathrooms. Is it just like a a known... Yeah, it's a thing? That's why I wanted to ask, because I didn't know it was a thing. there's video cameras that are clearly put up there? So he puts video cameras in there, which... uh, yeah, so he, he saw similar videos online. <laughs> so he decided to post his own videos after mounting a camera inside of the masturbating bathroom at the library at Florida Atlantic University. Uh, he would post his videos online under the screen name Jerking Bud. <laughs> oh. The investigation began a couple months ago after a student told authorities he discovered a 30-second clip of himself. Uh, so I guess this guy wasn't playing with himself, but he was actually peeing. And uh, so he found a 30-second clip of himself uh, urinating online. Uh, police searched Seth Thompson's home, and then he finally admitted to secretly filming the students. He resigned shortly thereafter. What the hell goes on at that university? I don't know. And finally, this is horrible. Oh, if you have little ears, well, they shouldn't be listening to this part of the show, and you know that. But but, uh, but the previous stories were just fine. <laughs> That's fine. There are some things that are sacred, Greg, and one of the sacred things is Santa Claus. Bring the little ones out. So I'm saying if you have a small child uh, who loves Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Okay, here we go. And finally, my favorite headline of the day reads as such. 
School children openly weeped as a priest tells them Santa's not real and will turn them into ham. <laughs> School children openly weep as priest tells them Santa is not real and will turn them into ham. Oh, wow. Yes, a priest is in trouble. A, a priest is in hot ham water. Did you, is, that one, is that a Sarah original? That was a Sarah original. DM. A priest is now in trouble for telling tearful school children who were sitting in the congregation, there is no Father Christmas. Uh, so priest, uh, priest Simon Brown also told a gruesome tale of the real Santa Claus's role and how he didn't want to give presents to children, but he wanted to butcher children instead and turn them into ham. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, parents are not too pleased with this. Uh, parents are furious at the school and at the priest, and they are accusing him of ruining their children's Christmas. Yeah. And uh, also people are now boycotting the church until he issues an apology. So priest, let's see, priest Simon Brown upset dozens of children at the charter primary school when they were called in for an assembly. He said a pre-planned talk had to be scrapped because of technical difficulties and decided to speak about the festive holiday season instead. As he spoke, he reduced youngsters to tears as he revealed that Santa was a fictional character based, uh, based on a 4th century caricature of St. Nicholas. He said that the myth had been built around St. Nicholas as he used to hand out gifts to the poor. However, he said that that wasn't true, and then he recounted a gruesome legend about how children used to be slaughtered by an evil butcher then put into a barrel to be cured and sold as ham. I mean... <laughs> but he did add after the children's wailing got louder, that St. Nicholas did use his prayers to bring the victims back to life when he could. <laughs> okay, the Santa thing, A, that's, that's kind of an ass move. Yeah. But I mean, if he is just telling them that Santa Claus isn't real. But why add on that he's going that on top of that, Santa's not real, but if he were real, he would butcher you and turn you into ham. They butcher you and turn you into ham. I mean, why do you need to add that part on there? I don't know. He was very specific about ham. Yeah. The, the guy well, last night he thing. did, the priest did issue an apology. He said, I didn't intend to upset anyone or to dispel children's beliefs in how Santa is, Claus. How is that not going to upset little children? <laughs> but I accept I was wrong. I understand that people are disappointed. I got it wrong. It wasn't intentional. I can't undo it. <laughs> so there we go. My favorite headline. School children openly weep as priests tell them. The priest tells them Santa's not real and will turn them into ham. That, my friends, is your world of crazy. Yeah. All right. So, what should we do? Should we uh, hold off on science facts since our guest yeah. is going to be here shortly? Yeah, I think that's probably a because good we idea. don't we can't rush science facts. No, no, and it, it needs to be an important part of uh, well the learning program for children because that's an actual learning program that kids can. Find out things from. Bei Sieger. Gut, jetzt war auf der linken Seite. Mikitarian. Aber wird auch gestellt. Kann sich aber durchsetzen. Zieht in den 16er. Mikitarian in die Mitte. Ablegen. Schuss von Kevin Großkreuz. Oh, 
Oh, danke, Fußball! Oh, komm jetzt! Wie ist der denn da reingestolpert? Das ist mir sowas von scheißegal! Schuss von Kevin, der rutscht dabei noch weg! I said to do it. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Uh, let's take a break and get ready because we will have Phil Palasol joining us here in just a few minutes. After that will be Science Facts. It's Friday. It's Friday the 13th. Yes. That explains everything. That's why this show is like it is today. All right. We'll be back in a minute with more Fun Appointment Radio. Taco. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. What's up, guys? It's the world champion, Judah Friedlander. You're listening to Greg and Sarah on Fun Employment Radio. Why? Because you're a hero. Yeah. That one sounds good, Greg Nibler. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is funny how many people have mispronounced it. Nibler, Niebler. It's, it's well, because weird. if you think if, if it's pronounced Nibbler, you would expect two Bs. I, well, no, I think it's people are embarrassed to say Nibbler sometimes, especially at the grocery store, I've found it. Um, <laughs> welcoming now, ladies and gentlemen, to Fun Employment Radio, Mr. Phil Palisol. That's right. That's and right. I said it right. You did. You did. And it, but, you know, here's the thing about it. It gets mispronounced all the time. I bet. Yeah. And uh, I'm so insecure that sometimes I think, well, maybe that's how you say it. You know, maybe there is an R in it. That's a really <laughs> suave last name, though. You know what? It's funny when you say that. Mm. Um, it's French-Canadian. Yeah. And I went to Paris a couple of years ago. And when they say it, it sounds like chocolate. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and they have this little lilt to it. Yeah. And it's marvelous. It really is great. But when, you know. The, but when we say it, it's not as, as chocolatey. Yeah, it's <laughs> Palisol. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Parison, Paulison. I was, I'll tell you this briefly. I was standing outside a club once. Um, uh, in between shows and watching as people filtered in and posters were up you know the comedians who are here and coming and things like that as a comedy club will do and there's my picture and my name Phil Palaso below it and this lady she steps back and she says huh Paul Filson <laughs> I've never heard of him well, why in the world would you have ever heard of Paul Filson he's not a guy he's not a real guy <laughs> Does not Phil Palaso is a real guy standing right behind you and in front of you oddly <laughs> Paul Filson. Did you bust her on it? No, no. I yeah. just, I just took it in. To, you know what? It's, it's what you have. Yeah. What yeah. You get it, and and it's a reminder that that's what's out there driving. That's what's out there. You know, setting up policy and things like that. Some, some lady, well intended. Yeah. You know, came to the show. Good for you. That's yeah. really great. But she thinks I saw this Paul Filson last night. He was the funniest. <laughs> he guy. was awesome. Oh my gosh! I don't know where you could find him. <laughs> he's not oh, online or anywhere. Funny. I don't know. Oh my gosh! Mm. I would have been tempted to like it. See, like you want to take a picture. Here's my face. Yeah. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> and then signed it. Yeah, there Paul. you go. <laughs> Best of love, Paul Best Filson. Of love. Best of luck to you. Paul Filson. <laughs> well, and you've toured, I mean, all over the place because we were just looking at your resume. I mean, my God, you've been I everywhere. About, I get about. That's what happens when you do this for two decades. You get yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it's afforded me some really great things, fun things that I've wanted to do since I was a kid, like The Tonight Show and things like that. Yeah. And then it took me to places where I never thought I'd go. Uh, parts of the world, Hong Kong. I didn't think I'd go because I was funny, certainly. And I never thought I went to Afghanistan uh, yeah. last year. And I, uh, not only did I never thought I'd go, I, I never thought I'd go for something like that either. You know, I mean, and that's so fascinating to me. The the you know going on. It was the USO tour. I take it. Or, it well, yeah, or affiliated. Something uh, yes, like that. yeah, they are. There's a there's a fellow that runs um, comics on duty. And he runs it for by himself, but he sends comics all wherever there's conflict or bases. He sends comedians there. He does a tremendous job, 
and uh, that's how I got hooked up. With wow! It. Wow! How long were you there for? Almost three weeks. Wow! Yeah, and it was—it's a different world, you know, and it, so different, in fact, that when somebody says, "Oh, you should have seen this car wreck," it was like a war zone. I just get angry because mm-hmm. no, it's not at all like a war. You don't understand what a war zone is like. There's nothing here. There's not even hope. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just everything is devastated, and and uh, it was because uh, I'm not a soldier in the least. Yeah, you know, I, uh, there's sand in my boot. You know, I'm that kind of <laughs> I'm that kind of tough guy. You know, so it was a huge eye opener for me. And I'm not a soldier in the in terms of we need you to stand here for the next four hours. Yeah, for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, we we have a midnight flight. You have to get there at six because the plane might come a little early. And then you're going to be, and it's just that kind of militaryism mm-hmm. that I just, I just don't fit it. Yeah, you know? it just was not good for me. Yeah, but the, uh, I'm telling you, I was so impressed and astonished, really, and so proud of of the commitment and the dedication. You know, we, we, they took us all; they treated us like kings. It was fantastic. But they take us over to the the tarmac, and we talk to these guys that run a fuel tanker. Three of them. A pilot and a co-pilot and the guy in the back that fuels all of the jets or mm-hmm. helicopters or whatever that comes up to get it. And they all know their place. They don't try to do more than they should. Yeah. I mean, the pilot is the king until they turn it over to the boom. That's the guy that fuels. And then he's the king. Really? And and he gives up the order to the guy that's in the thing getting fueled. And, and at no, there's no argument. There's no nothing. You know, like, everyone, everyone just does their works. thing. Everybody yeah. just does just that thing. And and being a, a team sport guy and and camaraderie, and I mm-hmm. love that sort of thing. And yeah. I, just to watch the dedication and the commitment to each other was fantastic. But then you realize, oh, that's right, we're we're, mm-hmm. we're at war. We're at yeah. war time. Oh, geez, yeah. this is horrible. You know. Yeah. And, um, but they were amazing. We were flown around actually by uh, the. Um, uh, Oregon pilots. Uh, oh, really? The Blackhawks. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Was around. They were they were one of your groups of uh, uh, National Guard. Oh, oh, my my buddy was over there actually for that. Oh, Jason. Afghan- yeah, Jason mm-hmm. was. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Jason was. Af- I would Afghanistan imagine on one of the Blackhawks. Yeah, <laughs> I would imagine everybody's taking a crack at it. Yeah, you know, I mean, we've been over there long <laughs> enough. We only have so many guys. Yeah, I imagine everybody yeah. later ends up getting. Everybody's going to get a turn at us. So they took you around to different bases, and then I, I assume you know you just performed for the troops. And what was that like? Like, did you have to? Did you tailor your material no. for them? Or no, not not yeah. in the least. Although they don't want you doing some things, you know, topical war and that sort of thing, right. or yeah. anti or whatever, but. I don't have anything like that, but it was. We would uh, we were at, at uh, Kabul every night, and then, not Kabul, uh, uh, one of the bases, Bagram, and they flew us out on these helicopters to what they call these forward operating bases, these FOBs that they and you would go out and some of them, a couple of them had built stages and they were pretty great, and then a couple of the places that you would go, you were in a, a, a an area no bigger than this little studio here mm-hmm. on gravel. Um, one of them was a, a food court. Right on this base, uh, we performed at the food court, and the food court is just outdoors, and there's no sound system. And right over there is a shipping container that is a Pizza Hut, and right over there <laughs> there is a shipping container that is a Subway. Wow! And, and you're just sort of, and there's picnic tables, you know, and guys are milling about, standing around. It's hot, and you're just yelling your jokes, right? <laughs> and then a window opens, and a guy goes, "Number seventy-seven, your pizza's ready." <laughs> Number seventy-seven, and a kid. With a rifle, gets up and walks in front of you and goes and gets a pizza. Wow! <laughs> and then goes and sits back down and just eats his pizza. And it—I I mean, it was a—it just 
It was like having your cage shaken yeah, constantly. Yeah, just surreal. You just, what? 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 Yeah. And, uh, you know, p- padded down every time you went somewhere and uh, concrete blockades every time you go someplace and you can't go in there because they don't like nationals and stay away from... Uh, it just... Oh, yeah, all these inherent rules. Exactly. And, yeah. And they're... I mean, they just le- live completely different lives. Completely. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's so... We're upright. That's mm-hmm. about the same. Yeah, that's yeah. about it. Everything else, they don't they don't sit and eat the same. They don't communicate and talk the same. They don't socialize the same. I mean, they're just completely different people. And that was an eye opener. But all of the ones that I am, the, the Afghanis that I met, uh, they were all Afghans that I met. Afghani's the money. That <laughs> okay, was another thing that I learned. <laughs> all right, if you want Afghani, that's money. Okay, if you want an Afghan, that's a guy. Okay. Um, you may never need to know this. So maybe. Okay, may, well, you maybe never you know. do. You maybe never you, know. You never do. But You're see, right. I like to have the knowledge. Yeah. And I have do. it. <laughs> and now you do. Um, so all of the ones that were either working on the base, because all of it's subcontracted stuff, you know, all of the yeah. cook. We, we used to have guys in the Army that would do the cooking. Now we subcontract it out and pay people to do it. Um, but they were all amazing, you know. Yeah. And, and so whatever those elements, just like what we have, whatever those elements are, you have to neutralize those elements mm-hmm. and do what you have to do, I suppose. But by and large, it's just people wanting to live a life. Yeah. yeah. And uh, um, I just wanted to live mine quickly and get back to the confines of my own. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a toilet with a door. Is that too much to <laughs> yeah. ask? Really? It's just, there's a guy right there. Do you realize there's a guy right there? It just is so off-putting, that part of it. But so, that, ha- oh, oh, I'm sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that's it, it's really amazing that just doing doing comedy has afforded you this opportunity to go see all those yeah. kinds of different things, though, to be yeah. exposed to that world. You know, from an outsider, do some good, give these guys some laughs, and then, you know, to, to be able to do that just based off of, uh, you I, know, I was amazed by it, and, and I was I was fortunate. There were six of us that went over five, me and five other guys, and I was fortunate that I went with five really great guys, yep. um, uh, all of whom had done it before, and uh, that's why, <clears throat> largely, why I went. One of the guys, my friend Danny Bevins, who was going, was a former Army Ranger, mm-hmm. and is one of the. He's a, a he, he's the father of my godson. So I thought, well, nothing's. He's not going to let anything bad happen to me yeah. because I'm just going to stay glued to his ass <laughs> yeah. and nothing's bad going to happen to him because he just got this baby. So uh, um, that was really the, the reason that I went. But the whole thing, you know, I, I mean, we, we they would take us out on these Blackhawks, as I said, and they would, you know, from time to time they'd say, hey, you want to see what this machine can do or something like that, mm-hmm. you know. And at one point we were flying sideways, sideways. Wow. So I'm just strapped in. Looking down, and it's the ground. And all I'm doing is looking just left. Oh, that's over, terrifying. It was, absolutely <laughs> was. But you're in the hands of the, the most qualified, dedicated, here-we-go people. who were. I, I love to get on stage. I would do it when – you could wake me up, and I would do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these are people that do the same thing, just flying. You yeah. Know? Wait, wait, wait. We need you to fly these f- six idiots up to <laughs> Shanwar. Okay, let's and go. Keep alive. Yeah, and keep them alive. <laughs> yeah, and keep them alive. And I mean, they're amazing. They're they're on the ground no more than thirty seconds. I got a, I shot a lot of video from. I, I bought a GoPro. Um, oh, nice. Did you, did you get a lot of? Footage? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Because so much of what I see, you don't see it because you're yeah. living through it. You know that feeling. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, there's vision mm-hmm. like this and vision like that, and we get so busy looking like this mm-hmm. that we forget what. I, I forget that I'm bald, you know, because I don't think of it, and I don't. I couldn't I, even tell because of well, your wonderful I, hat. I have a hat. Yeah. Uh, because I've lost the ability to insulate my own head. Uh, the average person, you know, this. The average person loses thirty percent of their body heat out of their head. Huh? Yeah, I have no hair, 
It's, it's up to like 97% of my body. It shoots right out. If it were colored, if, if, if the light were colored, I don't – the heat, if it were colored, I, I think I could – block planes from landing and just just that <laughs> ray of heat so now i have to wear a hat but you don't see that sort of thing and and i was so busy running to the helicopter and being sure that i don't fall down or do something just dumb that yeah. i i didn't i, I watched a lot of it and I, man i forgot we did that and you don't forget any of it but mm, yeah i didn't realize it was like that i didn't realize it was wow well, it's all it, happening so fast it's, too, it, absolutely it. yeah and and like i said i you're just looking around at everybody toting their own water that the last thing you want to do and in fact the one of the nights when we were flying out to come home uh they had us walk across a tarmac that seemed forever right it just seemed forever and at one point i just set my bag down and that that was all i did i just set it down and it was picked it up before i could reach for it again just somebody in line just a soldier just grab and that's who you're working with yeah. and working for. There was one night when I was I was on stage and we were bombed. They they call it an indirect ordinance. All right, that's what they call it because they don't know where it's going. Yeah. They don't know where it came from, but they know it's in the air and they know immediately when it's in the air. So they sound this uh, indirect ordinance thing and everybody hits the ground. And uh, one night I was on stage. The show had started. I, w- I was on stage for about five minutes and we get the call comes in. And uh, I see the whole – this alarm goes off, and I see this whole room, like 350 soldiers, just hit the ground. And I'm thinking, Jesus. oh, wait, wait, that's right. I took that online course. <laughs> and th- this, this must be an explosive thing because if it's a bullet, you're supposed to crouch. But if it's a bomb, then you're supposed to – I probably ought to get down. It was like that, you know. <laughs> that was what was and going on. Yeah, like, yeah, and then I finally I, – and this is maybe, I don't know, 10 seconds after all this is going on. And by the time I get on the ground, there's three guys up on stage covering me up. Wow. It, unaffiliated with me. They didn't know me. They weren't part of our little group that was showing us around. Liaisons, nothing. They just were on top of me before lit- – almost before I hit the ground, literally. And – you know that's that's who you're performing for, and that's who's over there doing the the guts of what we need done. And wow. you just don't want to. I mean, I'd go again in a minute. Yeah, I, my wife doesn't want me to go. I don't really relish going back into that kind of environment. But if anybody deserves it, right, they deserve it there. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, just incredible people. Wow, really. that's fascinating. Yeah, it really is. Um, how how did you get into comedy? What made you decide to do this? Um, divorce. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wanted to do it since I was a little kid, really. Um, I had uh, designs on being a stand-up since about, I don't know, I'm going to say about the fourth grade, uh-huh. probably. Um, the way some kids would collect uh, record albums, I collected comedy albums. Okay. And I would do them into a hairbrush, mm-hmm. you know. Would I, you recite it along oh, with them? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. <laughs> you better believe it. And I, I and, and envisioned myself... Doing it, you know, mm-hmm. and and what I envisioned was the the live recording place that I mean I probably had a pillar there and people there and a pretty girl there and you know I just had this whole thing and uh, I mean I did I, I had comedy albums from everybody and uh, it's what I really really wanted to do and didn't know that you could do it as a job really yeah and because f- I'm under the radar nobody knows of me um, uh, despite all these great things that I've had a chance to do mm-hmm. there's a fraction that get you know, hyper noticed. Um, so I thought I don't. I probably can't do it. And uh, I had a uh, uh, married a wonderful high school sweetheart, and then that didn't work out. And then I thought there's nothing stopping me now. Mm-hmm. The only reason that I didn't do it before at all was because I thought that I needed to make a living for this 
person in my life now, and, and now that person, is, there's nothing stopping me. I have to do this. And I went down for about a month to New Talent Nights and watched. And this is really true. I, I don't know if you fish, but if mm-hmm. you've never fished before, you can catch one fish and know if you want to do it forever. Mm-hmm. Right. Same is true of a golf ball. You can hit... You, you hit one golf ball right, you'll go back. Mm-hmm. And that was the way it was for laughs. I got, I got one laughs that, one set of laughs that first night, and I was hooked. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was absolutely hooked, and I went back the next week and ate it. Ate it bad. <laughs> uh, just horrible. I didn't go back for six more months. I, I couldn't take it. Um, just the idea of, because the first night, I, I mean, that, those first three minutes, I'd, I mean, I'd planned that and worked on it and set it over and over and over again in the cab of the delivery truck that I drove. And then uh, the second week, I thought you had needed different stuff, you know. I thought mm-hmm. you needed – so I had, I don't know, 15 years of building this idea of what it was and then one week to perfect it. <laughs> <laughs> and the second week was horrible, and, and I, I hurt so badly that I, I couldn't go back. And then for um, a birthday one year, my, my younger sister was going to uh, University of Northern Colorado, and Stephen Wright came in, and uh, she got me a ticket to his show. And then I thought, well, I mean, here's a guy doing this. He was on The Tonight Show and things like that, mm-hmm. but he wasn't a name, you know, like a David Branner or right. Bill Cosby. He just wasn't a – I mean, Stephen Wright. But he was magnificent, and I thought, well, I've got to do this. I've got to I've got to see what I can do in order to do this. Yeah. Wow. And just chased it. Just I got up on and just – And you've it. just been doing this for 20 years. Uh-huh. Yeah, I wrote uh, – when my wife and I moved to Los Angeles in uh, 98, and uh, – um, is that right? Yeah. Um, they, they lose track. Um, and uh, ended up writing television literally six weeks after moving to Los Angeles. Wow. Yeah. She had a, a friend of hers was a comedian in New York and uh, uh, got a development deal in, uh, in Los Angeles. And we just happened to move there at the same time that her TV show was being developed. Her pilot was being developed. And the whole project had blown up. And we were helping Lisa at night. And uh, Lisa told these people that she was working with, Mike and Mindy, that's who I knew them as, Michael and Mindy. And Michael was the vice president of comedy development at Columbia Pictures, and Mindy was Mindy. You know, she was Mindy, she, she was president. But I just knew them as Michael and Mindy, go give me a soda, like that. I, mm. knew them, you know, yeah. I didn't know them as these lofty <laughs> people. And we went in over the weekend, and rightly or wrongly, we were credited with, my wife and I were credited with saving this project. Wow. So we had a job writing television weeks after uh, moving to L.A., and we, we had no plans to work together. We'd never written a script together. You know, show business, and maybe it's like this in radio. I bet it could be, but but maybe not, too. Um, it's the one business that I know of where you can have absolutely no experience and do it. You know, if that's if, yeah, that can still happen in it, radio. Yeah. It can. Yeah, it used to a lot more, but now since there are so there are fewer people okay. in radio. Yeah, yeah regular. Yeah, terrestrial radio. I don't. I don't know much anymore. I mean, it's right. Kind of conglomerates for the most part, and with that, but yeah, that 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 could happen. It could. Yeah. Well, in, in mm-hmm. terms of a a, a blog or a mm-hmm. podcast mm-hmm. or something right. like that, that is that guy just doing that thing. Yeah. Um. But I could never show up at a law office and say, you know, I've watched an awful lot of law and order. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I should be an attorney. I mean, it would just never happen. But they took two people off of the street to uh, help create and develop this show. And before I knew it, we were we were television writers. Wow! And I stopped doing stand up full time for about seven seven and a half eight years almost, and I really missed it. I, I enjoyed writing TV, but it wasn't the same thing. Yeah, you know, 
Um, and I wanted to go back to doing stand-up anyway. And uh, f- fortunately, I was pushed out of work by things like uh, Survivor and uh, oh, Who Wants right. to Be a Millionaire and and the strike. You know, I mean, they, and that's what that that's the strike, uh, Survivor and Millionaire, and that that's what ushered in all of that um, reality TV stuff and and cheap, yeah. really. In when I say cheap, inexpensive television really inexpensive television and that's what kicked it off and and so i wanted to go back to doing stand-up anyway i was tired of a hundred hour week on a failed show because mm. all of the shows that we worked on were not successful in in terms of coming back coming back coming back and when you get on that show i mean when you get on a show like that like a, everybody loves raymond you just stay on yeah it you ride it yeah you just ride it until it's a huge wave ride it until the end you you escalate every year you make more money every year it's more demanding and all like that but you're Emmys and you know uh, doing really well, but those shows there's one out of fifty, right? One of those shows, and I was lucky enough to get on the other forty nine, yeah, you know, <laughs> and eight episodes and out, or eighteen and out, or a full yeah. year and not coming back and things like that. Um, so I wanted to go back to doing stand up, and and I did. I, I was able to uh, to transition back into something that I really. Because I'm autonomous in this, you know. If I think it's funny, I say it. Right. And then the people can either tell me that it's funny or I, I have to change it. But right. in you writing a script, judge. exactly. And yeah. in writing a script, you're, you're not that. And, mm-hmm. I, yeah. and that control was difficult for me to give over, especially when the other 13 people in this room just laughed at what I said. And you're saying it's not yeah. good. We've got to sit here for five more hours and try to – but that was – you know, whether I said it or not, it just uh, almost seemed arbitrary that this one guy's, you know – yeah, but it's his it's, show. It's his vision, and that's and, and you're ultimately beholden to them. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's yeah. like when we were in terrestrial radio. You know, we'd have a program director telling us what to. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's why we went this good, direction. Uh-huh. That's why this is so much more fun. <laughs> well, but it is hard to listen to people who don't do what you do mm-hmm. tell you how to do it. Yeah, that is the bottom line. That's it, exactly it. Really it. Yeah. yeah, and and so you you know what? I'd rather strike out on my own. I'd rather fail the way I say. Then succeed the way that you say because I don't agree with what you say. And, yeah, and uh, it's, it's a, you know, this is art. Whether it feels like it or mm-hmm. not, or mm-hmm. notices it or not, this is it's something from inside that has to come out. And you you come here every day to paint, to clay, or whatever it is. You come here every day to do it, and it's got to come out. And then when you put a piece in the middle that keeps you from that, it's just an aggravant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, just it just send it, you know, yeah, like that. And and. You're away from that now. Mm. I'm away from that now. And, and, We're all free. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> We're not in Afghanistan. Yes. <laughs> Yay. We're, yeah. We're not Rock 101 KUFO anymore. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Phil, you are going to be at Helium tonight and tomorrow night. So you've got shows at 7.30, 10 o'clock tonight, 7.30 and 10 o'clock tomorrow. Yep. Four different opportunities. And one on Sunday. And one on Sunday. Yeah, five. Well, hot damn. Different That's five. I know. Well, they don't just give you all this. you got to come and earn it. Yeah. You know. Amen. This is true. Come and earn it. But I'll tell you, this is a. Um, I get all over the country. This is my first time here to Portland, but I get all over the world, as you can tell by their computer. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have a great uh, reputation up here for comedy and good people. And uh, boy, it was sure proven to me last night. I mean, I've, I've had nothing but great treatment since I got into mm. town, but the show was great last night. I'm with good people. And, uh, good. You know, th- this is. I mean, it's all great. Uh, I I love to see the bike lanes, you know. And, and it's just is really, you know, coming from Denver, which I, I consider a, a fairly stable and progressive city. It's nice to come to what you would look at as a fairly stable and progressive city. You know, yeah, you've got building going on and people on a bike. Mm-hmm. And, 
you know, fun stuff going on. There was a basketball yep. game last night and fun stuff going on. And, you know, it seems like a great place. It is. It's a lot of it fun is. to live at. Yeah. That's why we keep uh, trucking along here. <laughs> yeah. Are yeah. most people move-ins or, or stay-arounds? I'd say there's a lot of move-ins. Yeah. yeah there's a lot, a lot of move-ins and a lot um, of stayers. Like, yeah. people will move from, like, California and then they'll just stay here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But it's not too bad. It's about, like, 50-50, I'd say, like, transplants and... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. He's more. He's from like a I'm from southern Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, well, not southern Oregon, but yeah, I'm from Oregon originally. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I would say I would say the majority are kind of moving from all over the diff- all over the country. And this is uh, Portland. Is I mean, we, you've got Tacoma and all of that. But mm-hmm. Come on, you're, you're you're part Seattle. Yeah, <laughs> um, this has got to be the pinnacle, right? Portland in this in this in the state, right? In the I mean, state, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever part of Oregon you're like, you're like, yeah. one day I'm going to Portland. Guys. Yeah, I'm exactly. I'm going to Portland. And <laughs> it's, it's the I'm big go city, Portland, Oregon. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can see that, and then you get here, and it's it's nice like this, you know. It's because there is no Emerald City, you know. There, mm. there isn't a place where you just go, oh, everything works perfectly. And <laughs> it's just not like that, you know. Um, but this it just seems like a great place. It really well, is. Cool. Well, cool. Yeah. I'm so glad that you got to come in. Thank you for coming on our show. Oh, yeah, listen, this was a great to have me, and <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hope that. Uh, it was productive. It was. I, was like, I no. didn't even realize what time it was. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> I realize like, that either. I was enraptured with your storytelling. Is it late? No, it was, well, it's been 35 minutes. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> this is for free? <laughs> you did give me a water, though, and I will say thank you. Oh, it was my pleasure. Yeah. It was my pleasure. <laughs> well, go see Phil tonight, tomorrow night at Helium Comedy Club. Tickets at heliumcomedy.com. Helium, of course, on 9th and Hawthorne. Go there. See Phil. Thank you so much. Listen, thanks for having me in. This is uh, such a great... You, know, you We couldn't have done this on the radio. Nope. Um, nope. What did you call it? Trans... What? Uh, uh, Terrestrial radio. Terrestrial. Yeah. Radio. We yeah. couldn't have done this. We couldn't mm-hmm. have done this. Yeah. I'd have nope. had two or three minutes and yep. you'd have had one or two set up jokes. And, and yep. then a song break. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Ooh, right <laughs> back. Back. All right. Yeah. Go, go see Paul Filson. <laughs> 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 yep. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, let's go to break. Yep. We'll be back here in just a minute with a little bit more Fun Employment Radio. All right. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. There we go. Oh, my goodness. He was so nice. He was absolutely He nice. just gave us one of the best compliments I think I've ever heard in yeah, my life. That was very, very cool. I a good thing to hear yes, today. Yes. I'm going to have that tattooed on me or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Phil Palisol, yeah, go check him out at uh, Helium Comedy. Very cool. Yeah, it's a nice place. I mean, if you're just looking for something to do for this weekend, it's a nice, warm place. Go be warm. Go it's laugh. funny. Yeah. You'll have a good time. Yeah, there's really nothing nothing wrong can come of that. Oh, my goodness, Greg. Is it that time? All right. Yes, we do have to do a science fact. And so, why don't we do this? We're going to do one. We're going to do one science fact. Are we just going to? Are you just going to freeball it? I'm going to freeball it. Oh, right this now. is well, awesome! All right, put in it. your yeah, put in your science fact questions, Sarah, everybody. I'm going to let you go ahead and you oh pick whatever God. one is out of there, whatever oh, comes out of the uh, chat. This is awesome. Of course, Doctor Science is the section on this show where I put on my science hat and I let my brain juices flow Gross. around. Gross. Kind of squeeze them up towards the sponge. Gross. And then I will, in fact, expunge that knowledge all over you. Everywhere, And so this is something that's very family-friendly on this show. Of course, you can bring your kids into the room, wherever they are. You can uh, gather them around, as many people do on Sundays, I've found. Sunday evenings is generally science evenings, where uh, parents try to learn their children the right way. And I'm not saying all the teachers are necessarily wrong. They're just... There's a lot of them that are wrong. And it's because of the, because of the school books and the, and the textings and all that stuff. So okay. Dr. Science is here. Let me do a little stretches. Okay. While you were gathering questions, go to funemploymentradio.com slash lab. Put your questions there. Stretch it. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right, I got it. Okay, we're getting the... Uh. 
Oops. Okay. All right. Okay, I'm squeezing it up. It's oh, it's almost. I'm gross. Just stop. Oh, it's almost. Gross. Hold myself back for a second. Are you ready? I'm always ready. Oh my god. All right, here we go. I'm just calling it. Greg's just sitting over there, just staring off into space. I don't know what is going... I think he's finally lost it. Letting the science juices flow. Gross, Greg! They're taking over. They're taking over. All right, and your question for today comes from Pone Tony. And Pone Tony writes... Dear Dr. Science. Yes! You know what? Since it's one, I'm just going right for it. Dear Dr. Science. Yes! What are older women most sexually attracted to? <laughs> well, Mr. Pone Tony. Dr. Science, what are yes! older women most sexually attracted to? Well, this is a very good question. A friend of Dr. Science's is quite good at this, actually. So, clearly, Mr. Pone Tony. Whoever he is, <laughs> chat is yes. Interested in the older ladies? I'd say octogenarian or older, probably. Don't again. Don't call your future sugar mom an octogenarian. <laughs> what the older ladies are interested in, sexually, <sighs> has been studied by scientists for years. And why do scientists study it? Well, because they need money for their funding. And who has that money? But the old ladies. It's a reciprocal. It's a circle. It's a circle. Drake's saying circle, but he's circle. making a shape of like... It's I don't a circle. Know. It's like a ball. You just roll it up on one side and go all the way around the other one. It's a circle. Circle of life. A circle of science. Now the older ladies... You just go. Are attracted to many things. <laughs> but what they're most attracted to. Little curly haired men? There's <laughs> a number of things put together, a conglomerate, if you will. They like things that remind them of the ancient times. Back when science was just coming of age, just like they were. So the best way to attract an older lady. Sexually. Is to remind her of those times. And sometimes you have to tell a little fib. You wow her and dazzle her with the facts of her age. You discuss the flatness of the earth. You discuss getting pregnant on toilet seats. You discuss digging holes to China because all these were facts. That's what they knew at their time. So the best way to sexually attract an older lady is transport your science mind to the ancient times. 1952 or previous. Delve yourself into that world and bring out the little girl inside of her. That is the best way. Wow her with facts. So let's hope that you take your own advice this weekend, Greg. We'll see how it all pans out. 
Oh my god, I'm so getting video footage of this because I'm pretty sure we're go- we're probably going to go to the casino tonight. You've got to try this. You've got to try. I have to film you. I have to film you. Oh crap! You can't film in a casino. Ah, well, nonetheless, I got in trouble when I was there, trying to take a picture last time. Ergo, what happens in the casino stays in the casino. Don't except say for the ergo. Money that I take out. I'm going to be rich. Oh, so real quick, people are asking about how the post office went yesterday. <laughs> oh, got okay. It uh, was awful. Quick side note. So we've got, we've got a couple of minutes to do this. So for the, <laughs> for the, uh, uh, for those of you that know, of course, we did our pre-sale with the Fun Employment Radio sweatshirts. Anybody who ordered them and has having them shipped, they're all in the mail, except for Trudy's. Trudy's will be in the yes, mail. Yes, Trudy's will be in uh, the mail today. shortly. Um, but we did address. go and mail them. So we had to go to the post office. Of course, the most busy time of year. We had to do it after the show, so about 3 p.m. And we had three very large we boxes. We were assholes. Let's just put it like we just. Well, we're not assholes. We're not assholes, but I felt like an asshole, even though we're not assholes. Like we're, use, we're spending our money, like we're doing the same thing that everybody else is, just in bigger quantity. Well, and you had to. We <laughs> basically, we walked in there. I had to have Sarah help me carry in the boxes because there, there were a lot of them. And I set them all down to the ground and got in line and just like kicked them with my foot forward as we went through the line. Sarah ended up taking off because she had to go to another appointment, <laughs> leaving me there to deal with this. I did. I felt the so guy, uncomfortable. The, the guy at the counter was just glaring it was at me the, the entire Asian way. Man. It was the mean Asian man. The entire way going through the line, I could see him just dreading, and there was only two of them, and he kept looking over at the other lady, and I could tell he was trying to time it so he wouldn't have to deal with me. <laughs> but then, sure enough, he got free, and he, then he even did this. He did a stall tactic where I think they were both trying to stall. He left his post. And walked back and put a package in. And then I saw him walk back around behind the counter and he looked at me and then went straight to the back like he was trying to do something. The other lady at the counter saw me too. And I swear she draw, like drew out the customer she was dealing with longer just to not have to deal with me. <laughs> and finally the guy comes back and he's just got this angry look. He's like, he's fuck, like, you're Ugh. still here. And he didn't even say a word to me. I just started setting them up. He's like, <clears throat> like grunting noises and glaring. He hated me. And, but I, we had to do it. So it took about probably 35, 40 minutes. And yeah, uh, but I mean, was, probably, I mean, be, being in there in total. Yeah, it was probably about, we were in there pro- probably about 40 minutes. Or I and was. I was there. I was with Greg. I stood by him. So I took some of the packages and I did to, to try and help to put a dent in it. I did some of the self the self-postage that you can do. Yeah, but that was hard. I mean, and that's nice that you did. You had to go. I'm the one that had to end up dealing with this, though. No, so, I'm not even going to take any credit on this. Greg totally did it. He was awesome. When I left him, I was just like, it was the most uncomfortable. I, I want to I say this because I've, I've <sighs> never felt that much hate directed at me even when one in one sitting one place like this because I as I was doing it more and more people kept showing up in line and of course they're all pissed off that I'm there uh, taking up all this spot and they as soon as they would walk in because I'd watch them they walk in they have you know kind of that look like ah oh, gotta go to the post office we'll just get this over with quick and they look at the line and then they look at me and it's just instant glaring yeah that just, was... just rage building up like oh I hate this man and that's what it was like when I left. It was probably about a 15, 20 person line. And every single person in that line was glaring at me as I walked. Because by when we got there, me. there wasn't a line. Like there was nobody behind you. And we're just you like, all right, awesome. To defend it. it. I mean, it was. I'm not defending. No, it. I mean. No, I'm no, just I'm saying, saying like they're all getting pissy. It's like, well, sorry. And the woman, like if she would have been doing her job faster, then they could have moved along a little faster. No, it doesn't matter. We brought in a whole crap load of packages. It was just going to take a while no matter what. Yeah. I mean, there's not much else we ha- we could do. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, it was a lot, lot of hate. I felt it, so I stood with Greg about for about uh, ten minutes. It was like the longest ten minutes of my life while we were standing at the front of the counter, because all you can feel is just people glaring at you. 
Yeah. That's all you can feel. You can just feel hatred and you can just feel like daggers in your back. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was an interesting experience, I will say that. Um also before we go, we we can't forget we have some birthdays. Yes. We have to get those. Okay. Um we need to say happy birthday to two fantastic parents. Yes. Yes, and well actually to one of the parents, not both of them. I'm that'd be kinda they're not both born on the same day. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to just figure out where you're going here. Um, well, it's, are you talking about the, the small blessed child that we're going to be wishing happy birthday to? N- uh, no, but why don't you go ahead? All right, well, we do want to wish a happy first birthday to little Miss Charlotte. Yes, it's Charlotte's first birthday. So, of course, that's uh, James Sinclair's lovely, Jamie oh, Courtney's yes. lovely daughter. Uh, she is turning one year old. So he wanted to request a drunken Elvis for her. And since that's what every one-year-old wants for their birthday, that's what we're going to give you, Charlotte. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. On damn right. And also, we need to say happy birthday to Will. Oh. Will's lovely wife, Ika. Ika. And his birthday is on Sunday, but sir, since it is on Sunday, I'm tell you what I'm going to do. Permission to celebrate on Saturday, sir. Granted you oh. courtesy of the birthday. Wow, that's rules. so big of you. Happy birthday, Happy birthday Will. To Happy you. birthday, Will. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. I'm damn right. All oh, right. I am right. We need to get wrapped up and on out of here. Um, quick note, though, if you do have the sweatshirts or if you ordered a sweatshirt for pickup here in town, send us an email and we're arranging times for people to come pick those up. Mm-hmm. So just get a hold of us. Get a hold of us. Oh, my gosh. I didn't realize what time it is. Crap. I have to get home and get packing. Oh, my gosh. Woo. Casino weekend. Casino weekend. I don't know what just happened right there in the course of like three seconds within your head. Because right now, this is my big, like as soon as we get this show up, it's vacation time. Yes. Uh, I want to say also a big thank you to Molly mm-hmm. for, the, for the packages. That Molly, you're the Molly best. Molly sent me the greatest Pee Wee t-shirt ever. It's like a Timbers Pee Wee t-shirt. It is amazing. It's a Timbers Pee Wee combo. It's pretty sweet. thank you so much. That is so awesome. And she sent me a Squatch shirt. Yes, I know mm-hmm. you did get a Squatch shirt. It's, it's gone Squatching. I'm very gone excited. Squatching. Gone Squatching. Maybe that's where I'll be when I'm at the coast this weekend. That's mysterious. It'll be a squad. Oh, no. There'll be shows next week, by the way. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll be back by Monday. Show on Monday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Next week, there will be shows. And then we'll figure out what the Christmas schedule is going to be like and all that stuff. We'll let you guys know. But Mm -hmm. yes, shows all next week. Woo! Right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. Of course, tomorrow at about uh, 10, 30, 11 a.m. will be Chronicles of the Nerds, followed by Rip City Bad Boys. So much magic. Saturday programming for you. Yes. Uh-oh, you're getting back to old-timey, huh? Saturday programming for you. It's good stuff. Gotta get ready to woo Ethel at at the casino. Ethel and Ruby. Ruby's my favorite. She was saying things about Ethel in the bathroom, though, if you know what I mean. Oh, my God. We'll be back on Monday with more Fun Employment Radio. Com. Have yourselves a hoot. <laughs> You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. <laughs>